Paul Charging from Fanball.com and LeagueSafe.com. Charge, how you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you. Um, I think they got this whole uh, Aaron Jones thing figured out. I do. Come on. I do. Uh, I, think, I think we're finally there. 75% of the Packers' rushing attempts over the last three weeks have gone to him. So I, I think they, I think they got it figured out. Hey, what's the state? Your secondary worries me, right? So you've been churning bodies at safety. There's Haha Clinton Dix getting traded. Right. The release of Jermaine Whitehead. And now Kentrell Bryce is out. Uh, King is out as well. Mm-hmm. Right? He didn't make the trip. Right. So uh, is it, that's that's a worry for me. What? Uh, well, is there is there. What do you think? What you have now, first of all, Jair Alexander has the the rookie, their first round draft choice, has played unbelievably. Brings he's the first yeah. kid with attitude back there. Uh, go back to the game in uh, New England, I think it was. He had five knockdowns, pass defended. I mean, he he played really really well. Uh, Josh Jones, their second round draft choice, the kid out of Iowa, has a nose for the football. He too, if he he's more of a slot guy than he is an outside guy, but he's played well. Tremont Williams has slipped over to center with Bashad Breland. Uh, they still have Tony Brown, uh, who's one of their backups, but I don't put much stock there. But you got Tremont, you've got Jair, you've got Josh Jones, you've got Josh Jackson. I think right now you're okay. What you cannot have is, say, two injuries back there tonight. Otherwise, charge, they're calling you and me. Yeah, it's it'd, it'd be bad. And, yeah. and by the way, if people haven't been paying attention, Russell Wilson's having a great year. He is. He's, uh, you know, it's – it hasn't been flashy, and it's even from a fantasy standpoint because he's not running like he used to. And but they don't need him to run like they used to because now they got three good backs. Right. This is a uh, this has turned into a, a highly functional offense that can attack you a lot of different ways. And so Wilson is only throwing, you know, like 23, 28 passes a game, but because it's highly efficient because the running game's so effective and his play action's been great. And Tyler Lockett. Is a is a is a bonkers deep threat too, and so it's this going to be it's going to be a great game. And this is now in my mind, Seahawks are the biggest rival outside of the division. Would you agree with that? Uh, outside of the division, yes, I would because they've had some yeah. big games that have meant a lot. They had the NFC Championship game, they had the Fail Mary game, uh, yeah. they had a couple of games at Lambeau. Yes, I, I would say that you're you're absolutely right. And, and let's be honest. Pete Carroll is everybody's favorite to hate. <laughs> you know, I mean, you just do. It's easy, isn't it? Yes. It's easy, given his track record especially. But I'll say this. I thought their defense had a chance to be the worst in the league. They churned basically their whole defense in the offseason. You know, I remember they rolled into week one with literally two starters from the previous season. And now that it's not even far off that even now. And they're good. They're good on defense. So it's um I think this is it's it, this is one of the best Thursday night games we've had all year. Uh, tons of storylines, tons of rivalry, and teams in flux, and the Packers trying to keep that secondary together with uh, with duct tape. It's uh, it's going to be fascinating. I, I'm I'm super excited. Got some people on hold looking for uh, if you got an either or question or one out of three. Don't get crazy on us with anything more than that uh, for Paul Charchian. Uh, let's do this. Let's go to Dave and Land the Lakes. Dave, you got a question for Paul? What's going on? Hey, Bill. How you doing? What's happening? I'm doing well. Yeah, my, my question is uh, Jimmy Graham or O.J. Howard? Um, I've got him ranked six and seven. I'll do the O.J. Howard side, and Bill, you can do the Jimmy Graham side. How's that sound? Let's do that, Howard, yeah. He's had at least 53 yards in all seven full games uh, up until last week when he only had 15. Uh, New York's allowed 
50 or more yards to the tight end position in six of their past seven games. So I like O.J. Howard quite a bit. I got him one spot higher than Jimmy Graham. What do you think of Jimmy Graham against Seattle? Jimmy Graham, uh, this is one of those revenge games where he wants to prove that he still has something. Mm -hmm. I would look for him for more than just three or four targets, maybe six. But if he drops or doesn't get to the first two, they won't go back to him. Aaron Rodgers is just that way. So I would take Jimmy Graham just because I think it's in Seattle. Aaron Rodgers is going to need him. You don't have, much like we had mentioned, you don't have Randall Cobb. Uh, Dante or Devontae Adams is being doubled almost everywhere he goes. They're trying to take Jimmy Graham out of the play as well. You don't have Geronimo Allison, so you're relying on your rookies and Graham to get it done. I would take Jimmy Graham just because I think tonight he's going to have a bigger game. Yeah, it's um, it's I, I just get worried about just the usage, the one catch in two of his last three games. Right. Just, that you know that just daggers fantasy owners when you get that kind of a, a performance. And you know, I think I think you're right in that it goes one way or another, right? Either well, I look at look at it this way though. Teams are double teaming him because they want to take mm-hmm. him out of it and they're saying, "Hey, go with the rookies and let them beat us." But what's happening is is you're seeing Marquez Valdez scaling. You're seeing uh, Equinemius St. Brown. You're seeing those guys now make catches. So you can no longer just say go beat us because Marquez Valdez scaling can do it. Oh, he can. And by the way, watch his matchup against Trey Flowers. He might be the slowest cornerback in the NFL. He's a converted safety. He's a 4-6-5-40 guy. 4-6-5 going up against a 4-3-5 Marquez Valdez-Scantling. If they can get that matchup, if they can get Flowers on Valdez-Scantling, oh, man, the deep passing could be awesome. Uh, let's get back to it. Let's go to Tom listening to us in Franklin. Tom, welcome to the program. What's happening? Hey, guys. I need one of these running backs, either Aaron Jones or Philip Lindsay. Uh, two of my favorite guys, but uh, I have a strong preference for Aaron, Aaron Jones in this one. This is a um, – and Seattle's been a good run defense, but here's the thing. Good, good backs have had a lot of success. Todd Gurley, Ezekiel Elliott, Melvin Gordon, all over 100 yards and scored a touchdown. Is it insane to talk about Aaron Jones in that conversation? Does he have their track record? Of course not. But he's playing at their level. I mean, we were talking about a guy averaging almost seven yards a carry. So, in my mind, if guys like Gurley and Elliott and Gordon can get 100 yards and a touchdown, I think Aaron Jones is going to be right at that same level, and he's my number nine running back this week. Uh, let's do this. Aaron Rodgers or Matt Ryan from Baxter and Tosa? Um, I've got him 10 and 12, so it's close. Uh, but I've got Matt Ryan at the 10 spot. He's just It's just it's so much volume. He's thrown at least 38 times in every game since week two. And the only spot where it gets a little tricky this week is that Dallas it doesn't let anything even close to that. Only three quarterbacks have topped even 30 attempts. So if you don't quite get the volume from Ryan, you don't necessarily have the same upside. But to this point, Ryan's been fantastic, and part of it has been volume-driven. Uh, got one off of Twitter. Another one, CJ says, a question for Charge, please, Big Ben or Trubisky? Can't trust Big Ben. Everything's working against him here. This is We've talked many times about how bad he is on the road, legendarily bad. Since 2015, Ben averaging 1.2 touchdowns in road games. That's Trevor Simeon right there. 1.2 touchdowns in road games. And on average, in his road games, he ranks for that week as quarterback 16. He goes up against the Jaguars. Now, the Jaguars' defense the last couple of games without cornerback A.J. Bouye they've given up six passing touchdowns A.J. Bouye comes back in every game prior to the two he missed they've given up six passing touchdowns 
But Bouye back, I'm very worried about Ben Roethlisberger in this matchup. Uh, let's go to TJ listening to us in Greenfield. TJ, what's going on, man? What you got? Hey, guys, I need a PPR flex because Traquan Smith screwed me last week. I need yeah, me too. Theo Riddick, Kiki Cutie, or a flyer that you got. I don't know. I got a flyer for you. How about Michael Crabtree? Going up against Cincinnati, Bengals defense has turned into the worst secondary in the league. Terrible. Giving up five scores to wide receivers in the last three games, and Crabtree actually leads the team in targets and receptions. He'll draw coverage from William Jackson, who has allowed touchdowns in back-to-back games, and I like Crabtree as my sneaky wide receiver sleeper this week. Right back to it. Keith in Muskego had a question for Paul Charchi, and go, man. What's up? Hey, thanks for taking my phone call. Uh, Ryan or Wentz? Uh, Carson Wentz has been um, has been really really good, and he's got a fantastic matchup against New Orleans this week. It's um, you got to keep up. Wentz is going to have to keep up with Drew Brees, right? This is going to have to be a game script that involves a lot of passing and a lot of points in this game. The Saints have seen at least thirty nine passes in five of the past six games, so all the volume is going to be there for Carson Wentz. And and honestly, he's I think he's playing at a higher level this year than he was last year when, when he was the leader for the MVP win. Uh, before he uh, blew out his ACL. Number two quarterback this week, Carson Wentz. Love him. Let's go back to it, uh, Willie. Chippewa Falls. Willie, what's going on, man? Hey, guys. Um, I have a league where we can use a quarterback in a flex position. So I have um, Goff, Deshaun Watson, and Mitch Trubisky. Who should be the odd man out? Um. I think your odd man out here is, is Mitch Trubisky against a obviously very good Vikings defense. I've got Sean Watson at seven and Goff at eight. Uh, Vikings are, it's, it's been, they've been very good, even with a bunch of injuries in their secondary. And now almost everybody's back other than their meltdown game to Jared Goff and the Rams way back in week four, the Vikings are giving up an average of 236 yards and 0.8 passing touchdowns per game. That's it. 236 and 0.8. So yeah, I don't. I think we'll. Uh, I think we'll hold off on Trubisky as red hot as he's been. I uh, got another one here for you. This one is. Uh, let's see here. Uh, what do I start? Uh, wait a minute. Uh, Doug Martin uh, or Smith? Yeah, Doug Martin's my favorite sleeper of this week. It's uh, there's a bunch of factors working in in his advantage. First, it's Arizona, and they are the worst run defense in the NFL. Arguably, well, actually, the two worst run defenses in the NFL in this game, Oakland versus Arizona. How bad is the Arizona run defense? Cardinals rank 31st in rushing yards allowed. They rank, they give up the most rushing touchdowns, one and a half per game. And they get more carries against them than any team in the league, 32 per game. And that's been the only thing that's held Doug Martin back from being fantasy relevant since Marshawn Lynch went down is the Raiders are behind by a million points at half, and they don't run them in the second half. That won't be a problem now. Arizona doesn't score any points on offense. So, the whole thing, this is a, it's all come together for Doug Martin to have a great game right here as my number 16 running back this week. Uh, let's see, real quick, uh, Aaron Jones or Dalvin Cook from Big Sam? Uh, and Aaron Jones, just, I, you know, again, number nine, number nine running back this week. And, you know, part of the problem with, well, Dalvin Cook, a tough matchup with Chicago. Chicago's an elite run defense, maybe one of the best, maybe the best in the league. They've only given up one rushing touchdown all season and the fourth fewest rushing yards. But then the other part that's always the problem with Dalvin Cook is Latavius Murray gets the goal line carry. So Cook has to score at distance, and that's always a dicier proposition. Charge, what else you got for us? 
Um, you know, every year I like to mention at this exact time of year, November 14th, that was yesterday, mm-hmm. Bill, uh, one of the most important days of the year for me, because 13 years ago yesterday, my daughter Audrey was born. And 12 years ago yesterday, on the day she turned one, I went to a stationery store, bought a leather-bound blank journal, and every November 14th, I hand-write a birthday letter to Audrey in the book. I write about our years spent together, how much she's grown, she's changed, the times she made me laugh, our adventures together, her big life events. I write about the pride in her accomplishments, in many ways a deeper pride than my own accomplishments, and how she's unlocked within me a better person so that I can be a good person for her. And yesterday I wrote last year's chapter, this year's chapter in the book. And it's a highlight. It's a highlight for my year for sure. She doesn't know about the book. And when Audrey goes off to college or when she gets married, I'm going to give it to her with 20-ish years of letters. It is my most treasured and irreplaceable possession, Bill. And the reason I bring it up is because parents that are listening, and especially fathers, think about how much this would have meant to you. And I give so much dubious advice on this bit every week. This is the one thing I can say with 100% confidence is good advice. Do this for your kids. No matter their age, start now. Good stuff as always, Charge. Always a pleasure to get you on, my friend. And I, I, I we've been together a long time. Uh, I can't. Yeah. I hope we're together when that day comes. And you finally give her the book. I will tell you all about it. Yeah, I thought about it. I think about it all the time. Yeah. that handoff's going to be and, and and what it'll be like when she sees the book for the first time. Yeah, I can't wait. Uh, you know, and who knows? Maybe uh, maybe you're with us or something like that in the Super Bowl or something. You know, and uh, we we go we get a good dinner out again. Hey, you know what? Speaking of birthdays. Uh, you know, uh, we were just kind of booking our Super Bowl stuff because last year, because Sherry's birthday is at the end of January, and that's when we're usually doing yeah. our Super Bowl stuff. Uh, she was like, what am I going to do this year? And I started flipping through pictures. Uh, who was your buddy that was our waiter at Manny's? Uh, that was Sean Biggs. Sean, uh, remember, he let her hold that yeah. lobster, that giant oh, lobster. Right. <laughs> yeah. She loved that. I said, when are we ever going to have a birthday like that again, where, you know, this year she got to drive at 180 oh. miles an hour with Ari Leyendyke in an Indy car. I said, but uh, you're never wow. going to get a birthday gift like a giant eight-pound lobster <laughs> sitting in your lap that you're going to get again. <laughs> So uh, I hope you know, I hope you guys will come. You know when the you know Packers are here every year. I hope more often than not you will come out for the game and um, and we can go back to Manny. Yeah, that we got to get back. Uh, even if, maybe we'll just make a summer trip or something on a weekend and yeah. come up. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, oh, absolutely, buddy. I love it. Tell Roxy we said time. hi. We'll talk to you soon. Bye bye. All right, pal. There you go. That's Paul Charging.